two, Christ was buried. Number three, Christ was raised. And then number four, Christ appeared. Alright? So not only did Jesus resurrect, Jesus appeared. Praise God. Appeared to the twelve and all of those people that appeared to which we look at as we continue. So the key for me that Paul pointed out in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25, is that the first one, sorry, number one, Christ died, number two, Christ was buried, number three, Christ was raised, number four, Christ appeared. Without the resurrection, there is no gospel message. We don't emphasize that. Without the resurrection, there is no gospel message. Its importance to the Christian faith cannot be overestimated. The importance of the resurrection to the Christian faith cannot be overestimated. And, you know, sometimes when you do teachings like these, you might not understand like that. Yeah, there's no need for it. I already understand it. I know what it is. But let me tell you, the, the, the more we are going in the world, we are coming to a time where people again are going to start recontesting the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. I'm telling you, we are touching that season where people are going to question, see, people are going to question your faith with everything they have. Praise the name of the Lord. People are question the faith of so you have to be as sure as the apostles were. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, if Jesus had not been raised, then the following would be true. As we study first Corinthians 15 and 10, then exegesis of that scripture. Paul says, if Jesus had not been raised, then the six things would be true. Number one, Christian teaching is empty. Six things Paul says if the resurrection is not true, the following things, the following five things, or six things in the truth. Number one, Christian teaching is empty, and so everyone's faith that believes in Christianity. So if there is no resurrection, our faith will be empty. Then said number two, if there is no resurrection, the apostles are liars for testifying to a resurrection that did not occur. So you must put it that if the resurrection did not occur, then the apostles were liars. Number three, if there is no resurrection, then there is no forgiveness for anybody's sin. <laughs> Are you going to So you realize why the resurrection was targeted. If there was no resurrection, then you forgiveness for anybody's sins. Sin tonight because Jesus rose from the dead. He paid the price. Because that reality must be strong in your heart. If not, the enemy will taunt you, the enemy will accuse you, and you must learn to deepen your faith in the finished work of Christ. And now I know that Paul tells us, and we look at that tomorrow, Paul tells us that if are raised with Christ, then let us believe the newness of life. So there is a new life that the new something about the Christian race. The, the believer has a new life now in Christ that needs to be made in lives and in actions. In lives and in actions. You know, I was thinking today, just thinking about ministry generally, you know, how far the Lord has led us, some of the things God is putting in our heart, 
You know, I have to say myself, you don't have to pass ministry, you have to do gradually because the truth of the matter is that you cannot do this in a marathon sprint. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. And the guarantee, you know, actually, I was thinking about quiet time and having fellowship with God. The guarantee of your sustained fellowship with God is having that time of devotion, having that time of fellowship. That's what's going to keep you in the long haul. Praise God. Number four. The guarantee is not Christ have no hope. They will have no hope. So, they could not believe this. That we didn't really die. You know, they just fainted. And um, so, when you, you know, you know, you know, you know, you because of what you believe. But there are people who believe this. And you know, if you believe this, that's how you live your life. So, there are people who believe this. But you know, that's not true. Right? Because the woman that I think she made it, which is the reason why I said you should study by your own, you realize that the woman that were experts at execution. 
to death and they allowed the condemned man to escape. So the, 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 the crucifixion, the process of the crucifixion ensured that the man being crucified had to die. And if the criminal was crucified, they were not crucifying Jesus with the mind that he was Jesus. They were crucifying them like a like criminal. So it would, it would, it would that for the crucifixion of the criminal in their right to him. Do you understand that? Come on, tell me. That's why they are going to be willing to. But this is our master. So you know, the actual demand is very high, highly ranking official. You know, even if you say that's a beating this will be beating on you because you respect it. They don't think you just wear your clothes. You know, you are the savior. You are the saint. That is not the issue. And it's not enough. So back to the night sleep. The second thing is the night sleep. So there are those who believe, of course, there are no things against this story, but I don't think that's important. Just want to give you the high point. The night sleep is believe that Christ was never put in a tongue to begin with. Instead, he was turned into a mass being for criminals. Okay, but this is not true because the scripture tells us that the disciples went to a particular tomb to look for his body, Matthew 27, verse 62 to 66, and we also discover that a historical man called Joseph of Arimathea heard his tomb that Jesus be buried there. So you realize that sometimes when you read that you don't write that God gave up his tomb, you just feel like that is this recorded in the scripture. God in his knowledge already knew that said there were people who are going to debate the fact that he wasn't actually buried. I don't remember. So that's number two. But the third one, this is quite interesting because we studied this in in our theology school. Uh, is the hallucination theory? So the hallucination theory is interesting. It says everyone came to see the result as hallucinating, and that always desire to see Jesus alive again. How many you know what hallucination means? You know what hallucination means? When I mean, last I see things. This is quite interesting because this is what I mean. But people were hallucinating about Jesus, they really wanted to see him alive. So they had feelings of their imaginations, so Jesus alive. That is why Paul was specific in mentioning the names of the people that Jesus appeared to. Is it right to tell you something? And it's really my heart. I pray for you, I that God will me. Is it my greatest desire is to teach the word of God, the way I'm teaching the word of God. I, I really want to teach the word of God. Everybody who sits down and listens to me can practically teach the word of God like you're in the Bible school. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. You know, interesting, this is just personal. You know, I was, I was just thinking like, yeah, I, I, I like the pastoral work, I like to pastor church, I like to, but you know, I, I, I just realized that, you know, some of those, you know, you're a pastor, there are certain desires you just have. You, you know, for me, it's a desire that people will know doctrine. <laughs> that, that's, that's just my desire. That's my desire. That's my desire. I know you have needs, I know you have finances to do, I know you have a lot of things, 
But there's a very strong point in my life that people will understand the word of God does not the world teaches. Is it because when they grew up in the South, Southern Nigeria, most of us here grew up in the South, there's no persecution against that faith. It's when you sit with a Muslim, you would realize sometimes that you don't know your Yeah? Have you sat with Christians who didn't quote the Bible? They just said, somewhere in the Bible, I went to somewhere. Yeah? I guarantee you, you sit with a Muslim. And they sit with an atheist, an intelligent atheist, not the foolish ones. No, they are foolish atheists who just are going to be their God. God. Why is white? It is just a foolish ones. They are not educated. They are just, they are just tired of life. And then about intelligent atheists that will pick your point one by one and tear them apart. And we must get ready for this season. We must get ready. It's not when that season hits us. That we must start preparing. Are you following what I'm saying? So that's my heart. So sometimes when you go like this, it might not look very interesting, but understand that that's one of the visions I have. So I don't know the hallucination thing is not seen because out of everyone that saw Jesus, you can't say all of those crowd had hallucinations, and then Jesus appeared to Thomas and said he should be touched. Alright? But remember what John wrote, him that we have seen, we have touched, we have felt. So people saw Jesus after the resurrection. Now remember, when um, Luke was writing and talked about in the book of Acts chapter 1, and talked about the fact that 40 days after his death, he appeared to many people teaching the message of the kingdom. So you know how Jesus had to do that appearance? He wasn't doing it because he just needed to appear and to show power. But he was doing it to get conviction in those who are going to hear him because it is by this conviction that they will defend the truth. As the name of the Lord. Alright, so let's look at the price of his resurrection. Luke chapter 24, verse 34. The price of his resurrection. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Alright, the price of his resurrection. Luke 24, 34. <laughs> Go to verse 34. Let's go to verse 33. Do you remember this story? Went to Emmaus? I don't remember this story. Went to Emmaus. If you don't enjoy this story, I like this story. Can you read it? Don't because I like it. Let's read from verse 13. From Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things which are taking place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. Verse 16, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they switched him, looking sad. One of them made Cleopas answer and said to him, Are you learning we are visiting Jerusalem? Chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death. 
and crucified him. Then he went to the sentence of death and crucified him. Jesus is interesting. Imagine what Peter is talking about Jesus took a bullet from him. It was not what he did. 
this one is the first generation. We are not getting many people. Just me. So imagine after coming out of your bed, you are raising the dead. You someone with spirit of life, preaching, death, resurrection, crucifixion. Do you know Jesus is church? Set a thousand people, did them, did this one, did that one, more twenty. from a faith of conviction to drop a faith of solving problems. So our engagement with God is probably limited. So in the practice of all these now, I'm just saying, what am I telling you now? After all you have been there, you don't have to believe you. You're not looking for the pastor who has power. Do you understand that? Because the power of power is in the world. So you have to keep the power of power. Just to train pastors to be able to just train people. Now, I'm a very funny story before I go back to my work. Very funny story. We put it in the newspapers of a Gambian pastor who came to somewhere in Babylon, held a crusade, murdered, and took people's money, took 52 phones. So people, you know, I don't want you to, to use your phones, bring them, sue them. How do you do that to people? How do you do that? Now, because I don't know. It breaks my heart. These are people that what is in front. What is that? I can't look at these people and think they do not become materialistic in one day. They want to judge their process. They want to take a look at the future by the process. So I know how to collect my harvest. And see, you can look at it from the pastoral perspective, but not to look at your own life. If there are no immediate rewards, will you keep the faith? Do you understand? Let's get back to the resurrection. So, I don't think I'm ready right now. Verse 19, I said, My friends, and I said, The things about Jesus, the Nazareth, as a prophet, might indeed the Lord in the sight of God and all the people. And now the chief priests and our Lord is bringing the blame to the sentence of death and crucified it. Now, let me say this very carefully. When you, when you go to, when you go to, um, Paul's writing and says, If the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. When you read that, you think it was Satan. So when you're going to Satan, you're going to the religious leaders. They did not know that Jesus would rise. They did not believe that he would rise. This is the scripture here. These are the chiefs and arrayers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified it. Now, if you also say Satan, you're correct. But Satan means religious people, just as Satan entered Judas. Okay. But I don't think that it was him who was going to redeem Israel. So they were hoping he was going to redeem Israel. And then this happened in this case, it is the third day since this thing has happened. But what is the man of the Lord against us? When they are talking about the man and not having them, they can't say that they are dead. They are not going to say that they are dead. They are not going to say that they are dead. That in that, in, in, uh, during the time the Bible was written, the testimony 
attention, the testimony of the woman was not accepted as a legal. You could not present the woman's testimony uh, in any legal case. Okay? So that is why they didn't take this, their testimony serious. That's why the disciples also had to bring uh, themselves to prove because you couldn't uh, present a case uh, of survival. So I'm not going to ask them to return and find just exactly as many of us have said, but they were in the Red Sea and they said to them, Oh, foolish men, and small of heart. You see, the smallness of heart is what I'm telling you that you can cure by constantly dipping your convictions. Small of hearts to believe in our heart that the prophets have spoken. Was it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter his glory in the beginning with Moses and all of that and explain to them uh, the scriptures concerning himself? Actually, we're going to verse 34. So let's just read. And at that point, I'm going to be going on the iPad as well, and I'm going further. But the question must be rolled out. Then verse 13. Then the eyes were opened and the recognized him and vanished from their sight. Then the set would go on that. When our hearts burning the demons while he was speaking to us on the road, why did he then write to us about scriptures? Let's 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 read say that Lord that what was Jesus doing in scriptures? Scriptures are to be explained. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's not just to come to that and say, as Jesus has risen from the dead, so you rise. As anything keeping you back, it's okay. The scriptures are to be explained. Because if you understand the dead day and resurrection of Jesus clearly in its entirety, anything will be you done, you will not have the authority of it. It is the explanation of scriptures that gets conviction. I'm just giving forgiveness after the direction. Because the only it is not just so much in appearance, but in explaining to them again. Because you see, they are not just going to defend this faith by appearance. That is why I'm going to ask you to say, Paul, when you make those studies, he persuaded, right? Persuaded, present. Let's go to verse. Uh, let's, let's 
let's let's go let's go um, So the other disciple now has come to come to the throne, but as he entered, and he saw and believed. You will not understand it from there. Let's um let's read from this one, please. Now the father of the Hebrew and the man came out into the throne, and he was turned back and saw the throne already taken away from the throne, the stone. So she ran and came to Simon Peter. And to the other side, I think Jesus called and said to them, They are sitting in the middle of the tomb, and they do not know where they are living. So they are going to the other side, and they are going to the tomb. The two were running together, and the other side ran away faster than Peter, and came to the tomb first. And stood there looking in, and saw the line of the apples lying there, but he did not go in. And I saw Simon Peter who came, following him and entered the tomb, he saw the lining that was lying there, and the face cap which he had been in his head, not lying with the lining wrappings, but lying up in a place by itself. So the other disciple that first came to the tomb then also entered, and he saw, saw the empty tomb and walked and believed. Verse 9, for as yet they did not understand the scripture. They did not understand the scripture. That's he must rise again from the dead. He did not understand the scripture. All the things that Jesus was teaching them, they did not understand. See, that is why, as a pastor, you have to be patient. You can be teaching like people shouting, Father, I'm going relax. 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 I'm telling you. Sometimes they do something like that. They don't check it out. This message. Say yes, sir. You don't take your part. This man of God. So why are you doing like this? So you have to teach it. Every pastor has to be patient. Okay? So they do not understand the scripture. That's why you are not understanding the scripture. They do not understand the scripture. They do not understand the scripture. They do not Class. Are you hear what I'm saying? You have to know the 
please. And it's not for your children for the sake of someone whose life is depending on the truth you know. There are many people that you will be able to reach that are a minority and will be able to reach. You know the fact that I'm a pastor puts some people up. Thank you. I've been with you all this time in the world. So, how would 
you sin, you are helpless. Why, why do you say that? I have no one to help me. Why do you say that?
publishing business. And you don't rise. See, that's the bad time you when a man say, they say that the peacemakers and foolish are single guys. See, this thing this man is teaching. You know, the fact that a man said, yeah, I want to thank God for everyone of us who've been together this past year and a half years. We thank God for the things we have gone through. You know, I have a family. See, don't you know that lonely? See, I know. We have to survive. See, I'm going. I'm not saying I'm going to fish. But I'm going to fish. And how Peter said, Peter went to fish. Jesus had to go and look at at the fishing pots. That's why I'm Jesus. Father, so, 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 so,
gratitude. Simon Peter Thomas called the demons and Nathaniel of Canaan Valley and the source of Zebedee and told that the disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to them, we also come with you. They went and are going to the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the day of that day, the leaders stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Alright? That's why, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You learn to follow God's plan for your life. Right? Follow, so follow God's plan for your life. If God has given you a direction in your life or called you into something, you to stay, the only thing in this life will fight you from staying in that place. That's where your blessing is. You know, many people feel, if I tell this, if I do this, my life, no, you don't have control. You don't have that much control. I don't know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's about God calling you to belong to a local church. Stay there. It's something to say that it, it will not be that everything will be perfect. But that's where God is calling you. Maybe God calling you to serve a man, to be somewhere. To, it's like you. When I realize the Lord is calling me to the ministry, I just abandon myself to the ministry. Just abandon myself. It is, it is still happening. Just mention that country. I'm 
outside of the boat and you find a catch. See how easy life can be for you to the Lord. How easy. How, you see, this life is tough for you. You're on the wrong side. Because it is. So they cast and then they are not able to hold them because of the great number of fish. Anyway, why do people find it difficult to serve God? I don't understand. Is life not tough enough? Yeah, I was talking to a young guy as soon as I was about tithing. And he was giving me all these stories why you will not tithe even. I said, no problem. So I asked him, how rich are you now? Yes, Azu, how rich are you now? You're still looking for this money. Why don't you trust God? Praise God. So I couldn't be doing the fish is the coin. That's why that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So, why John here? John always was living on the breast of Jesus. And see, when, when Jesus talked about who was going to betray him, they asked John to ask him. You know, there are some people who say, You know, that when you talk about God, you talk about God, you talk about God, you talk about God. Because I realized today, a lot of my wonderful ministers don't want to call themselves pastors anymore. They are either life coaches, human development experts, optimizational. You know, what's, what's life coach? What's that? What do you do? I, I optimize people's destiny. What's that? I help people to, to do peak performance. Do you think it was difficult for Jesus to write peak performance in the Bible? Are there people who are called to do that? They are. But if you are a pastor, if you are a minister of God, if God has called you a pastor, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, and an apostle, be bold to say, I'm a pastor. And the same thing applies to you. Be bold about being a Christian. Don't have it. I don't do church, you know, there are people do church and I don't really do my church like that. How do you know what is that? What are you asking me? What are you asking me? What are you asking me? And it makes it easy for me to compromise. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know if the problem has gone down now. Are you kidding me? 
Christ. You know how to sit like this. Yeah? Satan tell you to sit with her like this. She said, Come on. Don't pass. You sit. You know what I'm not going to walk. Mindset. Why don't you just God's plan for your life? I'm curious. He said, The plan of God for your life is blessed already. You're not going to talk to this, it is blessed already. You know, that's why I tell myself every time, you know, you just, just finish up with the Lord. Let me show you what to do. You know, let me show you what to do. You know, it's only one day you look at John Flynn. Is taking out all those rushed into accounting. He can work in the bank. Today, people will just stand in front of their phone on TikTok and do like this and do like this. And they are doing like this. And then they are calculating balance sheets, credit sheets, balance sheets. They are almost doing the same. Helps my teaching. Everything. I know I can say, we are close here. But for some of you tonight, God 
God is taking you back to the place of purpose. Bring you back to the place of purpose. Bring you back to even though just listen to me. Just dance to me. Just follow my plan for your life. Don't put money first. Put his plan first. And his plan is provision. I'm not saying you have to be a pastor, but there might be seven directions that is given to you right now. Give to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Give to it. Let's let's be on our feet. I just sense the presence of God. Just just let's be on our feet. Thank you. Let's sing something. Do you want to sing something? I just sense the presence of God right here, very strong for divine direction. For divine direction. And I'd like to just join my faith with you. I just sense that very strong direction of the Lord. If, if you are at a crossroad and you just need clarity, you don't mind, I'd like you to just come. I'll just join my faith with you and just, just trust God with you that clarity will come. I just sense that whole thing in this house this evening. Lift your voice and just pray. Just sing something for me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Just for clarity. Just for clarity, just for clarity. There are things you're praying about, there are decisions you need to make. If there's anyone like that in this place, why don't you just come and just join my faith with you? Just join my faith with you. God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from, give me wisdom, you know just what to do.